This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we talk with the president of APAS about the federal election results, federal government priorities for the farm, his harvest, and soil moisture. We chat with Provincial Crop Extension agrologists in Kindersley and Swift Current about crops in the southwest and west-central regions. Real agriculture looks at cutworms. We have a feature on smart irrigation and an update on cattle markets. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. APAS President Todd Lewis sees two pieces of important farm legislation that need to be resolved quickly by the incoming Trudeau government. Lewis is commenting about the results of Monday night's election, which returned a minority Liberal government under Justin Trudeau. It's basically the same spot we were in before, so I guess the best I can say is let's hope we can get back to work now and glad the election's over with. And it's going to be interesting, I think, you know, who, if we're going to have a see a cabinet shuffle after the election here and uh, see if we end up uh, with the change of the ag ministers. Madame Lebo has done a, you know, really does know the file quite well now, but uh, we'll see if she ends up getting into a different portfolio or not. And other than that, let's get to work and get busy. Should there be a change in the portfolio? I don't think it's it's really warranted uh, at this point. We're right in the middle of federal-provincial uh, negotiations on the business risk management programming. And uh, as I said, the bureaucracy is in place, and uh, Ms. Ambie Bo has uh, learned the file fairly well. So I think, uh, you know, we'd be satisfied to see her remain on as Ag Minister. But if changes are going to happen, uh, we'll look forward to working with, ever, with whoever uh, takes her place. What are the key farm issues facing the Trudeau government as they replan their whole future? Well, I think, you know, we looked at the last parliament, you know, when parliament rose and was dissolved, there was two pretty important bills that were at the Senate level that had passed through the uh, House private member bills. One was Alberta MP uh, John Barlow's trespassing bill that had gone through the House of Commons and was uh, waiting for Senate approval. And and the other one was the uh, private member's bill from a member from Ontario that talked about grain drying and exemptions on uh, farm fuels used for grain drying. So I think both of those pieces of legislation passed through the House. They didn't get through the Senate, but I think uh, they should be reintroduced as soon as possible and and, uh, run through the system again. And uh, hopefully we'll see both those bills be approved. How's harvest gone for you this fall? 
Harvest has been, uh, you know, really quite trouble-free as far as uh, weather-wise and so on. We had two weeks of weather there right towards the end of, uh, of August that there was some rain, but got through that, and uh, we wrapped up at, at our uh, place last week, and really overall uh, probably an average to below average crop, but uh, with the prices we're seeing right now, uh, you know, we're going to be okay, but certainly there's a lot of areas, really not very far from us, where uh, low yield because of uh, the drought, of course, and then uh, even some of the hailstorms, late season hailstorms, uh, had quite an effect here, you know, south of Regina. We had neighbors west of us there that saw some pretty significant damage for storms in August. How's soil moisture? We would probably be going into the fall now. I, You know, we would be adequate to just below adequate. A lot of the cracks in the ground have filled in, but we'll take more, of course. Uh, it was interesting, those late August rains, they all soaked away. And so we're uh, we're certainly needing uh, more rainfall and some snowfall and to top up some dugouts and surface water sources, as, uh, you know, for things like spraying. And, and certainly the livestock producers will need to see their dugouts refilled and replenished. And really the whole province could certainly use a real good soil here through October. Todd Lewis farms southeast of Regina near Gray and is president of APAS. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Harvest is nearing completion in west-central Saskatchewan. The crops extension specialist in Kindersley, John Ippolito, says a few late-maturing crops like flax remain to be combined. We're very close to the end, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Uh, I'm not sure what the percentage would be, but really, I guess, what's left is some flax and uh, canola where guys have had to desiccate and because of regrowth and they're just waiting for that to uh, have its impact so they can go and harvest. Uh, not a lot left. It's We're pretty much wrapped up. How are yields in west central Saskatchewan? They're well below average uh, for, I think, most of the west central. There's You hear of the odd guy that's got like average yields of canola and lentils, but the majority is quite a bit lower than that. We um, quite often hear some actually quite low yields, talking 10 on lentils, 10 to 15 on cereal grains or wheat in particular. The drought here definitely had a, a significant impact on yield. Which crops did best? Which did worst? The lentils, probably, probably as good as anything. Canola did kind of okay. Barley actually uh, was probably one of the poorer crops. It really didn't handle the drought all that well. I think in, in general, the barley was kind of poor. Spring wheat did, you know, okay as far as things went, but like I say, even the okay was still well below average in most cases here. When do you expect harvest to wrap up in west central Saskatchewan? There won't be much left here by the end of the week. Like I say, what's left is canola that they're just waiting on uh, the desiccant to dry down the regrowth, and, and then they'll be going after it. Much winter wheat planted in the in your area? No, uh, I'm not aware of any wheat that winter wheat that will be planted here this year. Uh, mainly because we still haven't had any significant rainfall so we're, we're still kind of waiting uh, hoping it rains here one of these days 
I think right now, um, you know, harvest is, like I say, very close to being wrapped up, uh, and growers are, you know, doing herbicide applications right now and, you know, trying to control some weeds and whatever in anticipation of next year's crop. So uh, a lot of the grain marketing uh, is happening, you know, reasonably quick as well. So growers are uh, kind of moving on and getting ready for next year seems to be kind of the current approach here right now. John Napolito is the Crops Extension Specialist in Kindersley in West Central Saskatchewan. Harvest is nearing completion in southwestern Saskatchewan. The Crops Extension Specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chant, says a few fields need combining, but most are done. Probably mostly wrapped up. There are a few things, I think, around that still need to get finished, but uh, I think now the kind of the focus is moving on to some fall fall weed control. Do you believe the drought has hurt crops quite a bit this year? Yeah, I would guess that because of the drought, we would have considerably lower yields um, than we have when moisture conditions were normal. How bad was the rainfall this year in the southwest? It really is patchy, so it depends. I've heard kind of a bunch of different numbers, so it it definitely lower than usual, but the amount has varied. Which crop seems to do the best, which seemed to do the worst in the drought? From what I saw, it looks like some of the lentils were doing not too bad. I think the field I looked at, some of the canola wasn't doing quite as well. So, yeah, it, but again, it, it varies by crop. Do you expect many farmers to plant fall rye and winter wheat? I've heard of a few people going into some winter cereals just because we did have some more moisture kind of during harvest and a bit after. So it would be a good time to get those crops established. Generally, the deadline for getting them seeded is pretty close so if it was something people were thinking about it would be something that should go into the ground pretty quickly. I guess I would say just go out for fall weed control and have a look at what's out there. Perennials and winter annuals it can be a good time this time of year to to spray for those weeds and just to make sure that you're checking on the residual so um, what you're spraying this fall doesn't have to change your rotation plan for next year. Shannon Chant is the crops extension specialist in Swift Current. Cattle producers are still searching for additional sources of winter feed. Rosetown area grain producer Jim Wickett has been talking to a couple of cattle producers in his region. Uh, I talked to uh, two yesterday that said they think they have enough now. They're really close, hoping for not a extended 35 below winter, but they'd be real close to having enough, but still looking and still still working to get that in and and making plans of what they're going to do and when they're going to market some of their uh, calves or maybe uh, cull some uh, older cows out of the herd. The fall calf run is underway with just under 10,000 heads sold in Saskatchewan this past week. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. I'm joined right now by Derwin Hammond. He is with Corteva AgriSciences and Pioneer Seed. Hey, Derwin, how are you? I am great. The the other pest that, more of an issue in the spring, but I, I, I think... Our decisions here in the fall, when it comes to you know thinking about what hybrid and seed treatment, and there's you know there's lots of options. Uh, cutworms, 
this is one we don't talk about as much as the flea beetle, but one that definitely can have an impact on yield if you're, you, you know you have cut forms when you have them. That's right. And, I mean, the, the big challenge with cutworms is often by the time you start to really realize you have a problem from field scouting, you've already lost a significant portion of your plant stand or some significant areas. Often they'll show up as a, you know, a bare area in the field and they're working their way out. Um, uh, larvae get more established and, and start to consume uh, more of the crop. Um, but cutworms we're seeing them i would say more often year in year out in again in some part of my territory uh they're not quite as consistent as flea beetle <laughs> for pressure in our canola fields uh, but they're definitely pulling up more often and more of a mixture of uh, the different species so um you know some of the species like didn't be overwinter as as the larvae so they they come out and start feeding a little earlier. Uh, they're also feeders, so they'll come up at night and feed on the above ground. Um, our more traditional uh, cutworm species like redback, they tend to stay a little more below ground and, and feed on the stem below ground, and that's where you find those cut-off plants. But uh, they also tend overwinter as eggs, so they'll, they have to hatch in the spring. It takes them a little longer to develop. So you see... With, with a more mixed population of cutworms and fields, we see pressure over a little longer period of time and, and later into tail end of June, sometimes into early July, we'll still see some feeding damage happening. And, and do they like sandy soil better? Is that the kind of the, the sort of the on, the on the hills or is that, am I wrong there? Well, um, somewhat it, it really comes down to they'll emerge earlier um, as the soil warms. So often south-facing slopes will start to show up first. Um, what what really dictates hot spots in fields, the moths uh, laying those eggs late in the season. So this, this fall uh, for next year will be attracted to some nectar source. So uh, if you've got fields... Um, that have you know late season uh, weeds that have come through, and especially this year with the dry conditions, a lot of crops weren't nearly as competitive. So even if you did it, got good weed control, you know, at your in crop timing, uh, there may be some weeds that have come through later on just because of the lack of competition in some areas of the field with the drought stress. So areas like that that are flowering late in the season, those, those will be attractive to the moths for laying those eggs at the base of the plants, and then they'll emerge next year. And if you, no matter like with, with any of these pests, if if you you know if you're thinking about seed, if seed treatment is one of your forms of you know trying to deal with them, no matter what seed brand you're buying, make sure you're asking pertinent questions when it comes to the seed treatment, so that you're. It, it's like sort of like the insurance thing, you know. Make sure you're asking specific questions about the insurance. So if you need to use it, uh, you, you don't. Uh, you're just like, oh, that's not covered. What do you mean? Um, so I, I, I think when it comes to seed treatment, make sure you're asking questions as it relates to some of these pests. Definitely, and and you know there are differences among seed treatment packages. Um, um, the combination we go with on our seed, there there is some cutworm activity. Um, if you go to the enhanced product, it also gets you 
some uh, enhanced flea beetle activity, but some of the other combinations that may be available, it, it may be either or, and uh, or you need to add another um, active ingredient to the package to get the cutworm. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40, a high 26 today, the low 9. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, wind northwest 20, increasing to 40, gusting to 60, the high 20 Thursday, the low plus 1. Friday, sunny, the high 16, the low plus 4. Saturday, sunny, the high 24, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 24, the low 8. Monday, sunny, the high 26, the low 9. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 25 degrees. Normal high is 16 for this date. The normal low is 2. The sun rose at 6.45 this morning. It sets at 6.57 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot right now, Cornac. In the southern country at 26. The cold spot, Stony Rapids at 9 degrees. Estevan is 25 Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 25, Weyburn 24, Yorkton is 20. Regina, partly cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 14. Humidity is 30%, the barometer falling 101.3. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw 24, winds are from the southwest at 26, gusting to 37. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. High-tech irrigation systems can reduce water use in the short term, but can eventually end up having farmers use more water. It's a paradox known as the agricultural rebound phenomenon. Mohamed Goreshi is with the Global Institute for Water Security at the University of Saskatchewan. He recently published a paper that examined agricultural irrigation development in Alberta over the past 15 years. Goreshi says in the Bow River Basin, many farmers use their surplus water allocation to expand irrigation area. They are adopting more, irriga- more advanced irrigation systems, but at the same time, they are also motivated to expand their irrigation system. And this is the thing that we should be really careful about because this is the dynamic of rebound phenomena. And we can go to the point that our demand in the future is even higher than now. 
If water conservation is a goal, Goreshi says governments may need to consider buying back some water rights. When you adopt advanced irrigation system, typically your demand is going to decrease and you do not need some of the water that you have in your historical water right. So as a plan, government can actually buy this water from you and in order not to let you expand your irrigation, which is not a good thing, which is not a sustainable uh, management for the future. With the Saskatchewan government planning to embark on a major agricultural irrigation development, Greshi says the Alberta experience provides useful lessons. The Health Foundation of East Central Saskatchewan's Farming for Health project harvested their canola crop last Friday. Farming for Health co-chair Larry Hillworth says they were able to get it all combined. So we had seven machines going up and down the field and it didn't take very long. Um, so yeah, it went well. Uh, the harvest, Doug, we ended up with uh, a net of 29.4 bushels per acre of Nexera grain, uh, Nexera canola, and it was all hauled by um, LDC, or all hauled to LDC by the Cinnaboy Valley Transfer. And uh, yeah, so it went good. We don't know what the net proceeds are, but uh, together with uh, Al Mitchell, who's a co-chair with me, and uh, they ran agri-tactics and they provided all the, uh, the expertise to put the crop in the ground. We will uh, go through our bills and stuff like that, and hopefully we'll have the financial results in a few weeks. There was some surprise at the 29.4 bushels per acre in a drought year. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're magicians at that kind of stuff, you know. All we can do is just take their advice, put it in the, in the ground the best we can, and then let Mother Nature uh, take care of it from there. Hillworth outlines the purpose of the funds raised. It'll go back to the Health Foundation, uh, and it'll be earmarked for a specific set of a specific piece of equipment for this year, which we have yet decided. We'll see what kind of our net proceeds are. And then together with Ross Fisher from the Health Foundation and his crew there, they'll uh, come back with some recommendations to the committee as to what, what they desperately need in the, in the health district. And uh, we'll earmark our funds towards that. Larry Hillworth is the co-chair of the Farming for Health project that combined 400 acres of canola Friday just south of Yorkton. Harvest in Alberta is further behind than Saskatchewan. Showers last week in Alberta put a damper on progress, which is estimated at 64%, up 20% from a week earlier. Another 19% still standing and 17% in swath. The five-year average for combine crops at this point in September in Alberta is 28%. The percentage was lowered quite a bit, few notches by the less-than-stellar weather on the prairies during harvest in 2019 and 2018. Friday's report said about 99% of dry peas, 71% of spring wheat, and 78% of barley were now safely in the bin. 37% of canola had been harvested. Again, those numbers were compiled early last week, so the nice harvest weather on the weekend means the number is probably higher. Some farmers posted on Twitter they've received more rain since the start of harvest than they did all summer, just the kind of year it's been. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says steers range from $185 to $271 per hundredweight. Well, we saw a little bit of everything. So there was ups and downs kind of scattered among the weight categories. 
And so we look at the feeder steer prices. They range from $271.83 per hundredweight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $185.10 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound weight category. And so the large, largest price increase we saw for the steers is in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with those guys going up $2.83 per hundredweight. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category with prices going down $3.54 per hundredweight to end the week averaging $244.70. When we look at the feeder heifers, they were also mixed across all the reported weight categories. And so prices there range from $218.64 per hundred weight for the 300 to 400 pound weight category to $174.71 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound weight category. And so the largest price increase we saw for the heifers was in the 800 plus pound weight category with those girls going up $1.13 per hundred weight. And the largest price decrease we saw was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category with those girls going down $5.83 per hundred weight to end the week, averaging $201.17. What were the main factors influencing the feeder cattle market? Well, I'd say volume was probably one of the bigger factors. Uh, we also saw some pressure from the futures markets in respect to the live cattle futures markets. And we also had lower live cattle prices like the cash prices. But on the plus side, to give some you know benefit to those markets, we saw relief in the feed barley market. And so prices based on the Lethbridge, they dropped 3% week over week. What were marketings? So CanFact reported a total of 9,879 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. And that's up, you know, a fair bit from 7,234 head the previous week. And then higher again than the 6,555 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, as I mentioned, the price for Alberta fed steers, it was reported at $157.61 per hundred weight. And so that dropped 64 cents. If we look at the cull cow market, we saw the price of D2 slaughter cows go up $2.61 per weight. So they ended the week averaging $80.30. And the price of D3 slaughter cows also saw a price increase, and they went up $2.08 from the previous week. And so they ended the week averaging $71 per weight. Natasha Wilkie is the acting provincial cattle specialist. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Viterra prices for canola rose $11.30 at $8.53.32. Number one red spring wheat gained $2.47 at $3.91.13. The rest were unchanged. Durham $5.88.10. Feed barley $3.29.65. Flax $1,252.10. Lentils $10.49.50. Oats three sixty two fifty three. Yellow peas five oh five nineteen. Feed wheat two sixty one sixty five. On the Minneapolis Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December gained thirteen and a half cents at nine oh one and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboia Livestock had a regular sale on September 8th. Prices have come down from our last sale. D1 and D2 cows sold from 68 to 80 cents. D3 cows sold from 52 to 67 cents. And slaughter bulls sold from 96 to $1.10. 
This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboy Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, $210.68 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families, in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg, and brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The University of Saskatchewan College of Medicine says the doctor residency training program is being expanded in southeast Saskatchewan. Rural and Remote Health Minister Everett Hindley says the expansion will provide valuable experience to medical graduates and improve access to care for residents in smaller rural communities. He says it will contribute to physician retention outside of major centres. He says the province will provide the new site with $1.2 million in funding this fiscal year. The expansion will provide training opportunities in 12 rural Saskatchewan communities. Estevan, Humboldt, Mooseman, Weyburn and Yorkton will see a significant amount of training. As well, Esterhazy, Indian Head, Melville, Redverse, Strasburg, Watrous and Winyard. Similar to the Northwest Saskatchewan site approach, many communities will operate as training sites to create a fuller learning experience and enhance patient care throughout the region. There are 48 family medicine residency spots available in Saskatchewan. The expansion will allow four more family medicine residents to pursue training in the province, bringing the total allocation to 52. The program will welcome residents to the new training in July of next year. Family medicine residency training is offered at seven sites, including LaRange, the Northwest, based in North Battleford, Prince Albert, Saskatoon, Regina, and Moose Jaw. On the markets, the TSX is up 183 points at 20,427. The Dow has risen 434 points at 34,354. Oil is up $1.65 at 72.14 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 52 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.54 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.